Thabiso Musiya on SAFM. And it's our pleasure to welcome Springbok legend, World Cup winner Jacques Fourie on the line. Jacques, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight and I hope you're well. There you are. How's it, Jacques? How are you doing? No, fine. Thanks. I hope you're well. Thanks for taking our call on SAFM tonight. No, thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Jacques. Uh, we've, we've seen you. You've been back at the Lions for some time now as one of the coaches in that defense. How has that been going? Yeah, it's been good. Um, good being back in rugby in South Africa. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been great being back at a union that I started my career off. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's just, been, um, just, just been great. And what's your exact role in that defense? Because I know there's Ricardo Lobsha also. What, what exactly do you do and what do you teach these guys? So I've, I run a defense for, for the union. So I work with the team, the URC team and the EPCR team that also is playing in a new competition. So I do the defensive structures, structures for the team. Okay, so you need to make sure they don't concede tries. Yeah, we need to make sure they don't concede tries. But it's, it's, um, you know, it comes with these challenges. Um, you know, we play in a competition, we play against world-class players. So it hasn't been such a, such a good season, but we're mm. building on it. And hopefully the next season is going to be much better than the previous one. Yeah, and we've seen the management has kept faith in the coaching staff. I mean, you bounced back in the URC when you were playing at home. Does that also help so that you can get your plans across on a long-term basis? Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about consistency. If you can keep the guys together, coach yourself together. Um, I mean, if you, if you chop and change coaching staff every, every second year, then it's difficult for the guys to, you know, to learn the new structures, uh, the new game plans. So it, it helps a lot to, to keep the coaches. And how's the talent there, especially in that back line? I remember when we spoke to Rudolf Strolli last week or the week before, one of the listeners asked us about Henko van Veik. How's the talent at the lines? The talent's unbelievable. We've got a, if you look at um, the last two seasons that we started playing after COVID again, you know, under 19s and under 20s did really well. I think they won the competition, the under 20 competition. So uh, the Lions, you know, it's got very, very good young players. It's not just to get those players through through to the good competition and um, yeah it's you know we've got in a back line we've got Q and on we've got Henku van Vijk in the forwards we've got Ruan um, Fenter that's, uh, that's also got a massive future in South African rugby so yeah it's not just getting those guys through into the big system and I know you've lost Wandi Silmela but there's been a lot of improvement in his game what do you make of him Jacques? yeah he's, he's a good player um, you know he's, he left now to, to the Bulls, yeah. but he's a real good player. You know, he, he still needs to develop a lot. And, you know, like, like we all know, you know, the Bulls also got a good system. So, yeah, we wish him well at, at the Bulls and hopefully he can do good things there. And, and are you enjoying the coaching? Yeah, it's rugby. You know, it's in us. Um, it's, it's been my life for a very long time. Um, coaching is good. You know, it's now standing on the other side of it and, and dishing out to the orders where I used to just be on the other side of um, receiving the orders. So it's been good being on the other side, teaching the young guys and the old guys uh, some new tricks. Wonderful, Jacques Fourier. Are you going to the game tomorrow? I am going to the game and I'm, it's going to be a massive game. also went to the Nelspot test. Oh, nice. um, so that was also an unbelievable test in Bombela Stadium. So yeah, looking forward to tomorrow's test. Should be an electrifying atmosphere at Ellis Park. How is it to play a test there at Ellis Park? Full house, sold out signs went up five days ago. Yeah, it's been un- unbelievable. In Alice Park comes a lot of history. Even when I was younger, I used to go and watch the old Transvaal play there. So it, it goes back a long time. But it's it's one of those special stadiums in South Africa. And I, especially for the Springboks, we've got a real good history at Alice Park. And hopefully we can keep it up tomorrow. And is it a bit different when you face the All Blacks? 
Yeah, it is a big difference. I mean, the All Blacks have always been one of our biggest rivalries um, in our rugby rugby history. So that those are the teams that you want to play against and you want to measure yourself the best in the world. And um, you know, when you stand there in, in front of the hawker, then as soon as the whistle blows, you know, it's 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 business, you know. So, but it's like I say, for any young South African rugby player, those are the tests you want to play against. And what did you do when they were doing the haka, Jacques? What do you what do you do in that situation as a player? Yeah, you just stand there, and you, you know the hakas actually, as much as it's something for them to get themselves ready. When you stand there and you listen to the haka, you know you you know you've you've done the preparation during the week to get yourself ready for it. And it's actually for us it was it, it was a challenge. And uh, and normally most of the times we played them, we were up for the challenge. And you have to keep a straight face, like do you have to focus so that you don't get distracted? Because it's a mental yeah, thing is. also, eh? Yeah, it is a mental thing. But I mean, you're, you're the best in the country and you're there to do a job. You're there to present your country. And I mean, it's very easy to keep a straight face. Like I say, for them, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge. They, they lie out for, for the teams they play against. And um, if you don't pitch up on the day, you know, that, that can go a long way for them. But are you surprised, Jacques Fourier, at how the All Blacks have slumped in recent times? Yeah, I think I think they will kick themselves um, for you know leading us out of the Super Rugby or the the the, the move we made mm, into mm. into Europe. But for our for our rugby, I think it's it's the best thing we could have done. We should have done it a long time ago. And for them, you can see they um you know the 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 the, the way they play. You know, it's not the, the old All Blacks. You know, so I think they are very. I think they'll kick themselves um, for leaving us go. That's interesting. So, so do you believe they're not being tested enough by not playing against the, the South African teams? They are not. If you have a look in the competition they play in, in the Super Rugby or the Pacific Rugby, you know, the teams they play against Australia and Samoan teams, if you look at Crusaders, I mean, they won most of their games comfortable. Mm. And, you know, none of those teams put them under the pressure a lot. We put them under pressure over the weekend. And I guess the physicality is also not the same. Yeah, it's not. I mean, of, mm. you, you know, when you take... You know, you take your, your props off and you bring um, kits off on and you bring quack on. It's just as physical, even, even if not more. You know, so we've South Africans, we pride ourselves on our physicality. And that's a big thing for us. And um, I think they were also very surprised with yeah. the, the, the physicality we brought um, last weekend. Yeah. And, and a lot of focus has been on the coach of the All Blacks. Does the blame then lie squarely on the coach Ian Foster? They're saying it could be his last game tomorrow. Yeah, I think, you know, if not, not all the black can come go to the coaches. If you look at Ian Foster, he's been a part of the New Zealand setup for a very long time under and, uh, other coaches. Um, so, you know what, at the end of the day, you can only do so much. When those players go onto the field, they need to perform. So, he's got a little bit of blame, you know, but, I mean, in, in, the, in the rugby world, you know, the coaches will always be blamed. If, if something goes wrong, they'll be the first that, that, that goes. Yeah. Do you see them bouncing back tomorrow? Some say they are more dangerous when they are wounded, but we had that ahead of the Bombella test last weekend also. Yeah, I wouldn't be. You know, they will give up a fight, but I cannot see us losing tomorrow at Alice Park with, with the team we have. And if we can just be as physical as we was last weekend, I think they, they don't stand a chance. And and what do you make of the box under Jacques Nenaba, Jacques? Yeah, look, Jacques has, has coached many teams with, with Rossi, so... They, you know, they speak out of the same mouth. So, I've, he's a very good coach. I played with Jacques in 2010 at 11 at the Stormers, and we actually, I started my career for the catch. We was the physio, <laughs> so he's got a he's got a lot of knowledge, and I, I've, he's, he's probably, you know, 
when it comes to defence. He's probably one of the best defence coaches in the world, if not the best. Okay. And and do you enjoy the style of rugby? Because some people no. are saying, eh, maybe it's not, it's not expensive enough. You know what? People always, always, um, you know, when you win, you know, people, or when you lose, there will always be criticism saying it's not the style. But, I mean, the way we're playing, we're scoring chance, we're putting teams under pressure, and that's what you want to do. You know, you don't have... You don't always have to have the ball in hand to win a game. So if you can put teams under pressure with your kicks and score tries. Okay, apologies for that. We just got cut off there. We are speaking to Jacques Fourier. Do send us your voice notes 061-4104-107 if you have any comments. We we'll, uh, also take your calls on 011-714-2006. We're looking ahead to the big one tomorrow, Box and All Blacks. And also we are going to reflect on Jacques Fourier's sterling career, as I mentioned earlier on. World Cup winners got some great, great tries during his days, including try of the year, by the way. And I hope we've got a clip of that. So let's take a quick break and we'll continue after this. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, you're still speaking to Jacques Fourier. I believe the voice notes are already coming in. Let's play them then. 061-4104-107. Hi, good evening. This is JK. Um, I would just like to say um, it is nice to hear Jacques Fourier. I think he's probably the best 13 we have had in South African rugby. Um... And I wish him well in his coaching career. And then just under Haka, I, 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 I really wish that there can be a request that this thing be stopped because I don't think the Haka serves any significant purpose anymore. Um, yeah, I think it's just a waste of time these days. Thank you. Good evening, Tabison. Good evening to the legend, Jacques Fauré. What a player. What a versatile player Jacques Fauré was. Uh, one of the greatest uh, centers that the world has ever seen, without any shadow of a doubt. I liked his partnership in, in, in the midfield, in the center, with Jean de Villiers, the former Springbok captain. How was it playing alongside um, um, Jean de Villiers in that uh, center's position there? And the second question, you talk about that South Africa, we are known as being physical. Now, I wanted to talk about at school level, Jacques, at school level, you know, how, how did the coaches instill that DNA of physicality at, 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 at high school or the primary level? How do they instill that uh, DNA? How's the DNA? How do they teach you to be physical? So you say our DNA is to, is to, is to being physical. How did your coaches, for you personally, instill that physicality? How do they do it at high school level? Thank you very much, uh, Libra here. Okay, thanks, Libra. I've noted all of those questions for Jacques there. Um, somebody says, Jacques, you're probably the, one of the greatest, and there's no arguments about that, probably the best in the world at the time or during your time. And a lot has been said about the man who now wears the number 13 jersey, Luke Hanyu-Am. Even Paula Conrado, who we spoke to last week, said he reminds him of you. What do you make of Luke Hanyu? Yeah, Luke Hanyu is a very good player. I think he's a very solid player. Um, also a player with a, with a bright future. So... You know what, the, the, the 13th position is a very, very special position, um, especially when it comes to defence. And uh, he's one of those players that just makes good reads. And um, yeah, so for me, you know, with his partnership with the Hollander is, is, is really good. So he's a very solid player. And like I say, he's got a real bright two just ahead of him. And what else is expected from you at 13? Well, it's, it's like I say, it's a very, very special position, especially when it comes to defence. Because there's a lot of traffic that that comes at you 
at a certain certain uh, stage in a game or for mostly in, in the whole of the game. So you to, you need to make a good reach. You need to to organise. So you need to be a good organiser. And and most of the time, nine out of nine out of ten times, you need to make the right read to make the tackle. Otherwise, if you make the wrong decision, it's either seven points against you. So it's a very very important position. And who's the communicator in that backline? Well, that's thirteen. Thirteen, if you oh. know, is if you look at look at all the thirteens where they are almost like traffic cops. So they need to they <laughs> organise the defence. Um, they they stop the 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 defence from folding. They they see where where defence is needed, where there's numbers needed, and they need to, to relate it through to the team. And and one of the listeners mentioned your partnership with Jean de Villiers, one of the best book partnership in history. There was also Enel Leroux, obviously, and Yapo Molda. Um, I don't know how to separate these partnerships. And now there's Dialende and Am. But how was it playing with, with, with the Jean de Villiers, and why did you have such a good combination? Well, I mean, without a doubt, you know, Jean was, was probably also one of the best inside changes in the world. And just his, his, you know, his, his feel for the game. Um, he was very solid on the fence. He was a good attacker, so he was always a threat on 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 attack. So yeah, we actually had a real when we started playing our, our first test match at Alice Park against Australia, it just clicked, and it was very easy playing 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 with him. So it was just like uh, you know they said match made in heaven. But yeah, we just clicked together, and we had a really long and and, and a great um, career together as centre partners. But he didn't pass a lot, Jacques, eh? Weren't you frustrated? No, not really. I mean, you know, the style that we played back then, you know, 12 had a very important role of getting us over that vantage line. And, um, you know, most of the time he got us over that vantage line and he offloaded. So, uh, for me, it was very easy. I I went and looked for, for job, uh, for, for work all around the field. And so, for me, it wasn't a, a, a big problem um, if he didn't pass to me. So, I knew... That I had to had to go and look for work, and and I got my opportunities on 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 different places on the field. And and then um, obviously we know you and Jacques as a centre pairing, but does it mean you have to be good friends off the field? Also, were you good friends, or is that rapport just on the field? No, you know what? When we started off, when we started playing against each other, I was still at the Lions at the Stormers. I actually, you know, he was one of the guys that I just wanted to, I wanted to tackle, you know, <laughs> so hard and, and hurt him, and I actually. I actually told him a few few years when we started playing. I said I could not stand you on the field. Really, no. I just wanted to tackle the 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 the, the stuff out of you. So, um, and then afterwards, it was actually we actually got the same personality. We make we we just almost the same, you know, make jokes and it's lighthearted and stuff. We were actually our personalities was the same. So we mm-hmm. that's why probably we we clicked so easily. Okay, wonderful. That's good to hear. There was there was also a question about just the physicality. Um, yes. And is it being taught at school also? Yeah, not really. I think, you know, South Africans, even at school level, wherever we pride ourselves on our physicality. Um, we, you know, when you're born, you know, rugby um, next to the Bible is a very big religion in South Africa. So we pride ourselves on our physicality. And, and we, as South Africans, we're just big bone and we're just big people. So it just comes naturally as you grow up. Um, at school level, you know, if, if you look at the kids now, they're just getting bigger, mm. faster, uh, and stronger, you know. So, but I mean, it's not something that you can teach someone. It's just something that you're born with. Yeah. And for you, Jacques, I mean, did you set out to play professional rugby? Was that always the goal for you? Yeah, not really. I actually started playing in primary school. I played, you know, none of my family or anyone played big rugby. Yeah. So I played Craven Week Sun at four and Sun at five and then went to Monuments yeah. where my, actually my love for rugby just took off. We had a very good coach, Hans Kutsia. 
um, that was really good with, with junior players. And from there on, you know, it was always a dream. You know, I watched the 95 World Cup sitting in front of the TV and, and, and watching that. And, and, and I mean, they already, you know, if you had the dream of maybe, or not maybe, uh, one day being, um, being a Springbok and playing in a World Cup. And you did, and you won the World Cup. But how competitive was schools rugby um, at your time, especially when you went to Water School Monument? Because we know a lot it of players very, came from there. Yeah, it was very competitive. You know, school rugby these days, is all, if you look at the setup, they've got as professional. Um, you know, it's, they put a lot of money and time into it. So if, at, nowadays, it's, it's almost like like a like a union that you play for. You know, so but I mean, for that, we're very blessed with a lot of good schools in South Africa. And we're breathing a, a, a lot of young talent that's coming through that's, um, that's all around the world. Uh, and who are some of the guys that came out of Monument again? I know Willem Alberts was from there, right? That's correct. Yeah. We had Willem Alberts, we had Yori Muller, we had Heinke van der Merwe, um, we had Brendan Fenter that played in the 95 World Cup. Oh, the centre. That's correct. The coach, Brendan yeah. Fenter is also <laughs> from Monument. So we actually, to look at it now, I mean, even the young player now, Inke van Wijk, so it, yeah. it's, it's weird how it's all the centers <laughs> that comes out of out of monuments, like a center breeding ground for, for South Africa. That's wonderful. And Yakutota also, eh? Yakutota also played outside yeah. center, fullback outside center. So it's, it's a lot of great females that came out of there. Yeah. And on that note, I mean, did you look up to centers when you were playing? Who did you look up to? You mentioned those names, Henny LaRouche and, um, and Yapi Mulder were my heroes. I mean, they were unbelievable and they were the guys that I... They were my absolute heroes growing up. <laughs> did you get a chance to tell them? <laughs> I did, yeah, I did. I've actually, during the years, I've had a lot of function with them. Mm. And um, I mean, Yarpi Mulder, I mean, he was one of the great centers that I, I really looked up to. And I, I did tell him one day that he was my hero. He actually, at school, they did one of my friends' moms. So, yeah, I could have, <laughs> I just told, told my friends, listen, you just tell Yarpi that he's my hero. Not that he would have actually worried about it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good story. That's a good story to Brilliant. tell. <laughs> yeah. And then um, before we go back to the voice note, how did you end up at the Lions then, Jacques? I actually, like I said, played Craven Week for the Lions, and the Lions was always growing up as my, my, my team that I supported. Mm. And um, I always wanted to play for the Lions. I always used to go and watch the old 97, 98 Lions play at Alice Park. Mm. And um, yeah, that was always my, well, wouldn't say it was always my dream to, to play for the Lions. And luckily, 2002, I got the opportunity to go and play for them in the Vodacom Cup. And the year after of that same year, played Curry Cup. And yeah, I had a real long career, I think nine years at the Lions before I moved to the Stormers. And when I think of your time at the Lions, I, I remember you playing at fullback. Is that where it started? That's where it started <laughs> off. I was a really slanky, I think I weighed probably 85, 90 kilograms, a really thin guy. But I started off as, as a fullback for the Lions. So how how did the move to centre come about then, and, and why? Actually, it was weird. It was weird. I always played fly off and and fullback. Um, well, I played oh. always fly off at school, but when I went to Cranbrook, they picked me at fullback. Mm. And then my matric year, Hans Kutsia moved me. He said, "Listen, yeah, you're a very good runner with the ball. I need to move you closer to the ball." And then I started playing centre. So I played Craven Week. My matric year played Craven Week centre. And then went to the Lions and played um, played fullback. And then mm. the next year I got selected. Rudolf Strode selected me at, at centre again. And then I started playing centre from there on. Uh-huh. So could you kick two then if you played fullback and fly half? Yeah, I, I, well, like I said, I started off at fly half. But then always when I went to Cranbrook, they, they picked me at fullback. So that mm. was very weird.
<laughs> okay, for those <laughs> just joining us, let me remind you we are speaking to Jacques of Fourier. They call him Mozzi, by the way. Where does that come yeah. from, Jacques? I actually, my matric when I was in hostel, I was at Monument at hostel. Um, Crystal Heldenais. Um, he just saw my thin legs and my big butt, so I said, "You look like a Mossy." So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna give you the nickname Mossy. And since then, that nickname just stuck with me right through my whole career. Oh, everyone knows me as Mossy still. So, so, so Mossy from what? Is it a mosquito? Or no, the sparrow? The bird? The sparrow? Sparrow? Mossy. Thin legs and a yeah. big butt. Well, yeah, well I don't yeah. know about that, but yeah, that mostly grew into a into an ostrich. Because <laughs> <laughs> when we spoke to Bola earlier this week, he couldn't remember your name, but he remembered Mosi. But he had yes, to think hard. that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> okay, let's take you back, maybe, listeners, to some of the tries that Jacques Fourier scored in his uh, career. I don't know if you'll remember them, but let's play what we have. Six and a half minutes. That's all there is. And the man on the far side. It's Faree, he's got power! Oh, has he got it down if he has? It could be a history-making finish. Shark Faree! Watch the sole of his boot. He's not in yet, the first step. That boot is Brousseau's. You may award a try. Yes, you may award a try. And you are going to hear the biggest roar. If the foot in touch is die, can you check? Bryce, the player carrying the ball with the foot going into touch. The television match official is Stuart Dickinson. Remember him from the World Cup final. 20 blue, who is not the ball carrier. Yeah, okay, great. It's a massive kick that is swinging back over. Three points to draw. That's what it's come down to now. What a finish from Farouk. Okay, I think that's easy enough, Jacques. eh? I'm sure sure they always (laughs) remind you of that one. Try of the year. Yeah, that's always always be on top of my list. I think, um, Ah. you know, you always want to play in a World Cup and you always want to play against the British and Irish Lions. You know, there's probably a lot of great players in South Africa that didn't have the opportunity to play against them because every 12 years, so yeah, that's probably ranked the number one try in my career. Yeah, that one, you bumped one of their players and you went straight into the corner. Did you, were you confident that you got it in the corner yeah, there? I was, I was confident I had it, but it, it took quite a while for them, them to award the try. But mm. when, I, when I stood up, I, I knew I had the try. But what were you doing on the wing, Jaco? Is it what you were saying, looking for opportunities? I actually, I went for uh, me. I went back for, uh, for we call it a scissors. I went back in, against the stream, and as that happened, someone stuck their finger in my eye. So I oh. actually couldn't see out of my left eye. I think it was, and that's why I went to the corner because I couldn't see out of my eye. And as I looked up, the ball was coming my way again. So um, yeah, I had to catch the ball with one eye, and then. <laughs> Yeah, the shortest way to the trial line is forward over Ronan Agara, and yeah, luckily I was put a try in the corner. With one eye? <laughs> with one eye. With one eye. 
<laughs> no, definitely, definitely deserve to be try of the year. That one in the box, by the way, did win um, that match against the British and Irish Lions 28-25 back in 2009 at Loftus. Do we have another one? Do we have another one? Can we pull out another? Okay, maybe we'll go back uh, to, to, to the other ones later on. But talking about the box then, um, Jacques, I was surprised to read today that you actually made your debut at, at the World Cup in 03. Is that correct? That's correct. I think I was 20 years old. I came on, um, I actually played against Uruguay. Mm. It was my first first match in the 2003 World Cup that I made my debut. And I scored my first try also. And before that, were you part of, of the squads or were you called up literally for the first time for a World Cup? I actually, yeah, I had a really good super super rugby season. So um, I went to the, the training. We had a training camp, a World Cup training camp. And then I made the squad. So that was that was my first first time involved with the Springboks, and that was my first time in the World Cup. <laughs> and how do you look back at that at that World Cup and that experience? Yeah, it was it was an interesting experience with all the, the stuff that happened mm. before that with Tom Stoljard and everything. Mm. But I mean, yeah, it was you know I was 20 years old um, going to a World Cup, my first game for the Springboks, and it, it's like I say, something that you dream of, and, and it happened so so quickly. Um, so yeah, it was I was very privileged. But you, would you say it prepared you well for, for the next World Cup that you won with Jake White? Yes, I think it did. You know, going to that World Cup and, and you know, the next four years before we won the other World Cup was a, a vast difference. But it, it, it did prepare us well. You know, we, we had a good team. We know what we wanted to do and what we wanted to achieve. And when we done that, that was, that was amazing. Yeah, and and you mentioned Camp Staldrat. Is it something that you want to forget, or or is it? Do you take it as part of what happened, as part of your career, and you've moved on? Yeah, I, t- I just, uh, I, t- I mean, like I said, I was 20 years old, and I mean, I've, if you if you ask any any young rugby player what would he do to go to the World Cup, he would do anything. So for me, it was I would have done anything. And looking back now, it was it's, I, I take it as, as as part of my career that something that I went through, and then, you know, I'm actually proud that I was a part of it because it was a hell of a three days that we went through. And then you know, looking back now, you know, it's like I said, it's it, it's a part of my career. And um, I've got no no regrets that it happened. There's a picture where all you guys are sitting there um, wearing <laughs> nothing, Jacques, and, and yes. you've got you've got is it Pakis wrapped around you there? Yeah, Pakis, really big Pakis. Pakis was really cold, so I thought I'll just wrap my arms around him and keep him warm a bit. <laughs> he still he still thanks me every every year for that. So otherwise, we probably would have died some um, some cold day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we might be laughing about it now, but it didn't look nice at the time. Yeah, but we... that, that picture does, does not look nice. I mean, if you look at it now, but looking back now, it's, it's a lot of laughs. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll continue our conversation with Jacques Fourier. We welcome your voice notes 061 4104 107. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Okay, let's go to the lines and speak to Colin in Cape Town. Good evening, Colin. Good evening. <laughs> good evening, Tabi. Good evening. Good evening, Jacques. Hello, Colin. I like this rugby player, but I don't like him since last week. <laughs> Why? Inila Rue. Yeah? RSG gave a competition to win 10,000 rand to predict the score. Mm. Two minutes ago, my score was 10,19. I predicted with the SMS. Ah. Ah. And here he comes. I'm shouting, I'm shouting, blow the bloody whistle, blow the whistle. And here Vili comes. Huh? The old blacks fumble and then Vili yeah, takes it and scores. The, the old man. 
Yeah. Sorry, and, Colin. And, and you and you mentioned his name now, Veneru. I got the shivers. <laughs> Ten thousand rand. Yeah. Anyway, you can make it back tomorrow, Colin. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw a good few SMSs. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what did I want to uh, ask Jacques? Jacques Zanza, when I was Australian, New Zealand, South Africa in the Super Rugby, mm. and that that broke away, that fell away. Then they, uh, before it fell away, they brought Argentina in, which I think weakened it a bit. But now, there was talk before they fell apart, there was talk in the newspapers that South Africa is going to pull out, you know what I mean? But now, the thing is, is I think that, that, is, that has weakened them, because now, as, as I heard you mention competition, South Africa was... And even Australia those years were f- formidable. You know, it was a tough competition. Uh, my brother-in-law phoned me up this morning and said, we watch the television. There's an overseas match, clubs. And you can look at all the All Blacks in there. So it looks like the All Blacks is also shifting to European soccer, uh, rugby. So that's going to break the All Blacks, I think. Mm. And I think that's what Jacques was alluding to um, earlier on, that they're just not the same without this competition from South Africa. Yeah, if you, if you, if you look at the way they played also the weekend, they made a lot of lot of mistakes, handing errors, mm. which is which is not like, like the All Blacks, you know. So the teams are not, you know, if you look at, you know, when we started off the Super 10 that we won, and a few years after that, you know, we were, you know, we struggled in that competition. But at the longer we played in a competition, we very—I mean, if you look at the Bulls um, during their career, um, when they played in Super Rugby, probably won it four or five times. Yeah. So our rugby got better. We were competitive, and uh, for them, you know, they play. Then you play in the rugby, you know, the tri nations, as as we we called it back in the day. You know, those were that that made them very strong. You know, so and now that you're not playing against them, you know, playing against Australia. It's, okay, Australia's not not. They've, they've beaten Argentina the weekend very convincingly. Mm-hmm. But if you look at their rugby and the they, they sides that played in, in the Super Rugby the last few years, was terrible. You know, so if you mm-hmm. play against those sides every weekend in, out, in and out, um, you know, you're not getting the, the proper competition that you're used to. You know, your rugby is going to go down. You know, for us, you know, playing in the, in the URC in, against the Europe side, against the best in Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and now we're also playing an EPCR. We're going to play Start from Say mm. and, and all those guys. You know, for us, it's, we're just going to get better and it's, it's going to make us stronger for the World Cup in 2023. Mm. Talking about the World Cup, Jacques, you won it with Jake White 2007. What made that, t- that group so special? You know, I think it was a group. You know, most of the guys that came out of 2003 and we were, you know, we became like a brotherhood. You know, we, we played... France, I don't know which year it was, I think in 2005 or six. we stood there in Stade Francais in a change room, you know, and Jake White, when he started off our first meeting in Bloemfontein, he said to us, listen guys, we are going to win the World Cup, and that day we all decided that we are going to win the World Cup, we're going to work hard for four years, and when we stood in, in that change room when we lost against France, he said to us, guys, um, you see this this change room, we're going to stand in 2007 with the trophy in the middle, and we're going to be world champions. And we all envisioned it, and, and that is what happened. And there was a big win over England in the first match, right? Yeah, was we, that a... we probably won, we yeah. won them, I think, 36 0. No, um, yes, yes. Yeah, so we actually gave them a, a thrashing, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I said, that whole 
whole you know team that we had come from 2004 up until 2007. Mm. We were just unbelievable together, and we all knew what we had to do. Everyone knew his job, and we did that to the best of, of our capabilities. And, and we knew if everyone is is at the, at the top of his game, we will we will win the World Cup. Mm. And and for you, was that the defining match, or which was the defining match for you in that World Cup, where you felt that no, now we've really got this. Yeah, you know, we, we were still still a long way. That was only our second game in the World Cup. Mm. You know, when we struggled against Tonga. Mm. And then we also had that massive scare against um, Fiji when that was the same weekend when New Zealand got knocked out and Australia. Mm. And I think we all watched that game. We stood we stood in a, in the a, in a team room. We said, listen, guys, we've, this is now up to us. We can only lose this World Cup. And we stood together. And like I said, we had a little bit of a scare against Fiji. But after that, it was all cylinders firing and we knew, listen, yeah, we, we are going to win the World Cup. And does winning a World Cup change your life in any way? Does it change your, I would think it changes your profile also? Yeah, it changes your profile. But then, then again, you know, the next year you need new goals. You know, then we we got together with Peter de Villiers straight after that in 2009. We, we had a new goal. We wanted to be, we wanted to beat the British and Irish Lions. And then, then life goes on. You know, you have to put that behind you because you can only you can only um, ride that way for so long, and then you need to get back on the horse again and, and put new goals and achieve achieve better stuff again. Okay, we've got another voice note here for Jacques Fourier. Oh, we've got another try of Jacques Fourier. Okay, let's play it. The middle, Grant inside for Jacques Fourier. Beautiful stepping from Fourier and wonderful acceleration as well. Jacques Fourier at the middle. One man to beat. Big hand up. He's got Fourier. Oh, that's a magnificent try. We said before the game, Bob Skins, that, that these were the two best defensive teams in the competition, and it would take moments of magic to unlock those defenses. There was one of those. Well, it looks like the big man can't even believe it himself. That is an exceptional piece of individual brilliance from Jacques Ferry, the, the incumbent Springbok number 13, one of the most devastating runners and, and, and outside backs in world rugby. And he's shown it at the very, very top level against one of the best and most successful Super 14 teams ever. This certainly will line up as try of the week in one of the magazine shows, possibly try of the year from Jacques Ferry, all important year. Superb try. For Merlin off the back of the scrum for January, who loops around the ball. And Aplon into a bit of space. Nangalabuki outside. Jacques inside. Magical try. From a set piece. A great one to the doubler around here from Ricky January. Well rehearsed move. The fullback comes through. Aplon has got his. Support left and right. Jeffrey has done it all season. That inside line, the support line, gets rewarded once again. Yeah, no, Owen Kumane was a big fan of Jacques Fourier mm-hmm. there. You can, yeah, we took you back to your days at the Stormers. And um, Stormers, I think that was a game against the Crusaders, actually, Jacques, where you scored uh, twice there. But as we wrap up now, Jacques, um, we spoke about your partnership with Jean de Villiers, but um, who was the other best player that you played with besides the guys you played alongside at centre? Yeah, also, you know, when Jean got injured, unluckily, in, in, in the 2007 World Cup, um, Franz Stone stepped up t- oh, yeah. to the plate. He was a very young player, and, you know, it was always good playing with France. Um, it's good, a different player with different attributes, but also one of the great 
became one of the great players in, in South African rugby. Mm. So it was always always good playing with with, um, with him as well, with Kronstein. Yeah. And some of the toughest guys you played against, I mean, you played Super 10, Super 12 with his Crusaders and you played the All Blacks. Who were some of the toughest guys you played against? Yeah, I also had the opportunity to play, well, I would say now luckily at the end of his career, because when he was younger, he was a machine, was Tana Umaga. <laughs> <laughs> um, played a lot of tests yeah. against him. Um, Sterling Mortlock was always good playing against him because he was a very physical guy. Yeah. You know, come Saturday, you need to be on top of your guy because he was physical. He ran hard lines. So it was always good playing against him. And then the other two was um, Ta'ach, was uh, Ma Nanu and Conrad oh. Schmidt. So it was always always good playing against him. It's always a great matchup. Always uh, playing against those guys also. Oh, wonderful! And Jacques, before I forget, you also spent a lot of time in Japan. How was that experience for you? That was great. I spent six years in, in yeah. Japan. Our first season at, at Panasonic and then the, the last last five um, was at Kobe Steel. And uh, that was an unbelievable experience. Um, yeah, with experience that I'll never forget. Um, the people were nice. It was good for my family. So yeah, those, those six years was also something that I'll, I'll never forget. And how was the rugby? No, it was good. Mm. I started off my, my first, first season playing 15 games, scoring 20 tries. So that was that was quite nice. So the first three seasons was quite easy, and then they, you know they they started getting um, more international players from New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia, and they got got better coaches in. So the rugby became stronger and stronger. Oh, and did you pick up the language? Uh, uh, we actually had once a week we had Japanese lessons, and then my my, my wife actually. She's got a, a grade one Japanese certificate, so she was actually my talk everywhere we went um, because we've also had English coaches, so it became easy for me not to, to study Japanese, but I can help myself wherever I can go. I can ask the, the normal stuff, how much, where can I go, what is this? So that, that helped me a lot. It's not just konnichiwa. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> nice. And finally, Jacques, we do this to everybody. It just it just satisfies us. You would have played with, with Yost, right? A little bit. I played 2003. So, Jacques, let's put this matter to rest. It could be unfair. It could not be. But between Yost and Fouré Dupri, if you had to pick one nine to play with, who would you play with? Uh, that's without a doubt would be Fouré the mastermind himself, eh? Yeah, he's an amazing player. He was probably the best best man we ever had. Wonderful. I rest my case. There we go. Fouré Dupree, <laughs> one of the greatest Springboks of all time. But Jacques, it's been great catching up with you. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for helping us look ahead to tomorrow and look back at your career. We just thought we should bring you on, celebrate you, highlight what you've done, and most importantly, just give you the respect that you deserve, sir. And thank you for the memories. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Jacques. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Have a good evening. You too, sir. And by the Thanks, way, those Bob. going to Ellis Park, please get there early. Get there before one so you can also watch the Pork Women against Spain. They got a big sponsorship from FNB this week and they really, I had no Lucindy so boys speak in the week and they are so excited to be playing in front of a crowd. So it would be nice if you guys get there early just to go and cheer them on um, against Spain. They had a good win in Japan. First away win ever. So they're full of confidence. Okay, let's take a break. We're going to come back. I believe there are some voice notes from people who are explaining to me why some Downs are the underdogs for tomorrow's clash against Kaiser Chiefs. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Evening, dear member Tulane from Holland. Sundowns is not an underdog. After a loss, Jose Mourinho always tries to take the pressure off the players, put it on media. 
let the media focus on what is being said instead of what happened last time. That's what uh, Coach Rulan, I think, what he's trying to do, taking the pressure of the players. Good luck. May the best team win tomorrow. Thanks. Good evening, Tabiso. You're speaking to Sandy Jenkins all the way from Everpark Tembeza. Tabiso, you know what, my brother? That lose of Melvin Sundowns doesn't sit well on me. Doesn't sit well at all, my man. I've never slept well. I've never slept well because some people from Soweto, they are talking too much. They are talking too much. So tomorrow, tomorrow we have to make it. We have to make it. Yeah, our new signings must make us proud. We send them. We send them to make us proud. Yeah, not to make us the uh, laughing stocks. Thank you, Tabiso. I'm very, very, very angry about that losing. But anyway, I'm going to be strong tomorrow. Viva Santa Viva! Okay, okay. I just think you guys had one game on the Chiefs game before you played Galaxy because that's what everybody was talking about, even before the midweek games. Cabello from Pretoria, quick one. Are you there, member? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Tabiso, can you hear me? Yes. <coughs> Sundowns, the underdogs, are the favorites tomorrow. No chance. You know what, man? Uh, Chiefs were rejoicing after we have lost to Chiefs Galaxy, but then that is a mistake that they, they, they have done. We watched them playing uh, 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 previous day, and that popcorn soccer which they were playing there, the one where they touch tomorrow. What? The so, what? That popcorn soccer <laughs> that they were playing, the one where they touch tomorrow. So what is face? Uh, tomorrow we're going to wallop them. For that matter, we lost to Chiefs Galaxy. We're going to and what happened between you guys last season? You, you know what happened. It's a draw and then uh, we won one. So then, that is not a problem. We did to capitalize what they did to Actually, what they did to us, laughing at us after losing to Chess Galaxy, is going to be a problem for them. We saw them. Okay, Cabello, let's see tomorrow. But a lot of people have been impressed by Chiefs, how they've played even Katlejo Mashejo before the game against uh, Maris Beck in midweek. So Chiefs was the team uh, to look was a team to look out for. Do you have one more voice note? So, uh, with the game of tomorrow, hey, I think it's going to be tough. But with this one, I'm going with uh, my Melody Sundowns. I'm a Pirates fan, I have to say, and I'm going with my Melody Sundowns. I just wish that Peter Shadulule can just maybe uh, zip up some uh, little noise that is coming from that way to side. Uh, I think you're Romeo from at Okay, and it's going to be loud on Sunday if they beat you sundowns, but the wise people are saying it's probably going to end in a draw. Still nil-nil between Maritzburg and Swallows after 30 minutes at Harry Guala. Friday night matches are back there. And by the way, Safa has paid Banyana, Banyana uh, players, eh? They paid them today. They even had a big press conference. Tembi Khatlana was there to confirm that they each got 400,000 rand. But the money from the sports ministry, 5.8, has not yet been received by Safa. So they made that also very clear. Okay, that's it from us. You can catch me, boxing fans, on the TKO tonight, SABC 2. We are live at 10.30. Tomorrow, I'm doing English Premier League, SABC 3 from 3. So, Sizenza, Zonge, go busy, go busy this weekend. And all roads lead to Orlando on Sunday. Pirates against Chipa.